All right, here we go with June. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Astro Numerology. I'm Talia Duke from the Astro Twins, and I'm here with Felicia Bender, the practical numerologist, my partner in crime in these monthly podcasts about the stars and numbers and how they collide, commingle, and all that good stuff. Hi, Felicia. How are you? Hi, happy June. Happy June. The year is halfway over. I mean, doesn't it seem like we were just saying, thank God it's not 2020 anymore. Now it's halfway to 2022. What the heck is going on? Yeah, I think we were discussing that last time that it is a bit like quantum physics. (laughs) Something something going on. Can someone explain the time? Where's the DeLorean? I don't know. Yes, exactly. Back to the future and back again, right? Back again. So June is an action-packed month in the stars, which we'll talk about. But let's begin with a little bit of the numerology, because can you give us the numbers? What are we? What do we have to expect here in in June, numerologically speaking? Numerologically speaking, because um, they it really is quite a month. <laughs> let's just. Let's just put that out there. Um, I, in in numerology land, uh, June is a six, right? Because it's the sixth month of the year. So that is a six energy that, uh, you know, under underlying um, what what's going to be happening. So the six is nurturing energy. It's uh, very homes, home-based and service-oriented, that sort of warm, fuzzy sort of feeling. And yet universally uh, in numerology, we'll take that month itself and then we'll add it to the universal year number in order to get the universal month. So, so it's going to be different every year, a little bit different of a vibe for each month. And so if we take the six month and add it to our five universal year, we get an 11. So an 11 is a master number in numerology. So just super fitting for all of our eclipse energy, all of the other things that you're going to go into a bit more uh, in depth uh, as we speak. And yet it very much collides and uh congeals <laughs> is that a mm-hmm. word is, is it sure co- is yes is cohesive with all of the cacophony of of this somewhat volatile energy i think that we're feeling now so it really does play out both in numerology and obviously in the astrology so what what can we expect with the 11 on the on the beautiful upside of it is it is really a beautiful energy, albeit it always feels a bit edgy. A little bit of anxiety underneath it, right? The 11, well, 11 is, you know, it's that master number as you've been teaching me all these years. It's, It's that one, one, that upstart energy, but then it adds up to a two. So there's that harmonious desire, but it's like, isn't it a lot about balancing that desire for autonomy and newness and initiative with like harmony and cooperation? Absolutely. The 11 overarchingly, I I would call just the, the energy of the inspired healer. Right. And it doesn't mean, you know, healer just mean, you know, it doesn't mean you're 
you're in a room healing people. It just means that it has this energy of this really effervescent. It's, it's the, the 11 is known in numerology as kind of the dreamers energy rather than the doer. Mm. It's much more about this open portal to energy and to other realms. So this is really a time where uh, ideas, innovations, uh, other of those kind of dreamscapey sort of uh, ways that we think and create, right? And and if we think about it, I know it's 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 like yes, I know, and yet everything that that manifests as as something in this world, as an invention, as a building, as a, anything, starts out just as an idea, right? Just as an Every, idea, yeah. yeah. Just a fragment of some thought. <laughs> so, wouldn't it be crazy if moment? Wouldn't yes. it be crazy if this happened and then it does? So that's the kind of energy numerologically that we are all going to be experiencing in June. The beauty of it is that we are going to be these open conduits, like it or not, uh, to this energy, to uh, in intuition, intuitive hits. However, you are going to define that. So I. I would just say this is a great month to be uh to clear your to clear your conduits out <laughs> right mm. make sure you're clean and and not gooky and garbagey uh however you're going to do that right is it more uh, yeah is it better eating is it more meditation is it more exercise whatever it is i always uh, recommend that people start with the physical space with that i mean yes. we're we're running our home reset course right now the where we teach people how to use feng shui and astrology. And we've all, you know, I started doing another sweep of my own house and that involved, you know, I had some shelving built in my basement back in 2020 and never fully set it up. There was, there was a lot of clutter that happened during COVID, including the way I ate. So now I'm like tracking my food and cleaning up my eating. And, but I, you know, you have to, you know, in, in the home reset, one of the key areas of the house is the, the entryway. It's the mouth of chi. So it's where all the energy comes into your house. I cleared my entryway to my front door and my back door. And oh my God, it was like things started moving, like contracts started coming in. Um, you know, my home, my front doors in the travel and helpful people corner. One of my mentors is moving back to Seattle. Um, you know, so it's just helpful. So yes, really helpful people showed up too. So just even in terms of, you know, energetically, if you just start by moving some things around in your space, you will activate, you know, this, this 11 to energy, it sounds, although, you know, the spiritual healing, I love, you know, not, yeah, that can happen. Well, that. and you and I were, I, you know, before we, we, we started this, we just had a brief moment where I you were like, how are you? And I said, oh, I don't know what it is. It's the eclipse energy. It's the 11. I'm switching everything around in my, <laughs> in my living space. And, and by looking at the reset course as well, it really can super define where, oh, yeah. where that uh, needs to happen and how to focus it. Right. So I'm, I am personally feeling it. Oh, yeah. From your home to your diet, your wardrobe. I mean, even like I I didn't do any shopping at all last year. I mean, I wore the clothes out, you know, my favorite 
you know, quarantine chic outfits, you know, and I was like, I really actually need to get a few new things. And I rehung everything in my closet. I mean, May was, you know, that month of renewal. And if you want to listen back to our pot, I always like listening to, or even reading a monthly forecast for a second time at the end of the month and being like, oh yeah. So we talked a lot about that in May about this renewal energy and how it kind of really started that five universal year, which is 2021 adds up to a five. So, you know, now one of the things Felicia always says is that the six is like a pregnant belly. I love how you, you, and so I, I know that we're going to really kind of need to lean into that nurturing, loving energy astrologically as well, because we're smack dab in the middle of eclipse season as June begins. We had our first eclipse on May 26th in Sagittarius. The second eclipse is a solar eclipse with the new moon in Gemini on June 10th. While that's happening, Mercury is retrograde in Gemini too. And Gemini, I think of as a lot like 11-2 because you have these twins, right? These, these but then it's, it's like, you want to twin, you want to cooperate, you want to mirror everyone. But then there's also this rascally alter ego part that wants to, you know, just be a contrarian debate, shake things up, you know? And so where do you find that harmony between autonomy? And Gemini is very innovative, dreamy, and logical too. Like the Gemini, one of my Gemini friends, uh, we were on a, a flight together and it was like total turbulence. I was like sleeping. She origami this, it wasn't, it was some duodecahedron type thing. I don't even know. <laughs> we get off the plane and she's like, origami this complex sacred geometry shape I'm like how the hell did you do that I was like thinking we were gonna die you know <laughs> so you know I mean that's what I think of with you know thank you fuzzy for that was you you know but yeah <laughs> she's adorable she's an amazing creature anyways you know, that's the kind of thing that can, that can happen during these, these types of moments. Now the big deal, there's another dichotomous thing happening in astrology, which happens three times in 2021. And that is the square between Saturn, the planet of structure and Uranus, the disruptor revolutionary, they're forming 90 degree angles. Now, and it's, they're also doing it in this very weird way because Saturn is usually about discipline and structure, but it's in Aquarius, the revolutionary sign that's the ruler of Uranus, actually. Um, the, I mean, that's ruled by Uranus. So it's like, and then Uranus, the radical sign is in fall and its weakest position in Taurus, which is all about discipline. So where it's like old guard, new guard, you know, this, you know, that it's very much like as if it was January 6th all over again. I mean, there's a lot of things happening politically right now. Um, and, you know, things heating up with women's rights, reproductive rights, the Supreme Court. I mean, it's, it's almost like, are we going to go back to Gilead or are we going to, you know, find our way into the, I mean, there's that, there was a calm before that storm a little bit, but now it's like, I've definitely not been paying as much attention to the news as I did 
you know, over the last three years. And I'm like, oh, I, yeah, get, nope, nope, nope. Get back into, you know, mm-hmm. get your head out of the sand, Tali, you know, because the second Saturn Uranus where both planets are retrograde and it's just not, not a pretty sight. So yeah, actually Uranus isn't retrograde, sorry, but Saturn right? is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it's always interesting that things just keep lapping back and you're like, aren't we, haven't we gone, aren't we done with that? <laughs> no, it's like, there's this, right? I mean, that's the theme of the, the Saturn Uranus squares. It's like these huge, bold inventions and strides, but almost like in some ways, some of them are a little bit, you know, can be a little, you know, uncertain too. Like, you know, even in terms of like, we don't know the law in terms of fact, term effects of the vaccines. And a lot of people are not taking them while a lot of people are like, screw it. I'm going to take it. I'm one of those because I'm, you know, I just, I don't know. That's just me. But anyways, I think, um, I think we're just going to have to sit tight till the third Saturn Uranus square on December 25th to get answers. But June in the meanwhile, and we'll go back to numerology now, like how do you think we can navigate this, all this confusion, the cacophony, as you called it, Felicia? Ah, oh, yes, the cacophony. And I think anytime we're dealing with the cacophony, and particularly when the 11 is involved, is to basically understand that there's going to be beautiful and expansive shifts and changes that often are what disguised as abrupt (laughs) revelations or uh chaotic things or that you know changes that you don't expect like you think you know where you're going what you're doing how it's all you know every you even think you know what you know you even think you know what you want and I feel like June is going to offer a few uh, surprise surprise guests <laughs> in that <That's> way. <laughs> exact, exactly what right? eclipses are known for. You know, when an eclipse happens, it's either during a new moon, which is a solar eclipse, or full moon, which is a lunar eclipse. They can only happen during new and full moons. But um, at those moments, because of their where the moons are located, there is a shadow cast, a shadow you know, something gets darkened, something gets, and we see the shadow. It's, you know, we've talked a lot since 2020, it's become more of a ubiquitous thing to talk about shadow work, you know, as we've all been forced to sit down, we've had to look inward and look at the shadowed parts of ourselves. And so we're dealing with, with a lot of that, that shadowy energy coming to light. Does that tend to happen during 11-2 periods? Yes, very, very much so. And it is a time where I I kind of feel it out. I'm I'm a weirdo visual person anyway. And to me, the 11, uh, it's like, so someone who potentially, like you were talking about your Gemini friend, right? Who is a Gemini sun sign. Well, if you're an 11 uh, uh, life path, often an 11 goes through life as if they, whether they know it or not, (laughs) uh, when they can figure out that they're like a satellite dish. Mm -hmm. It's almost like they're, they're, you know, they're, your 
physical vehicle, everything else, your energy centers, maybe you can even visualize it if you're a chakra person with your crown chakra, is like this huge satellite dish. And you're just getting, and think about satellite dishes are always getting in all that data, all the information that's churning around in the ethers, right? Oh, wow. And, and so it's like you're gathering all of this information the and and then what do you do with it right do you let it dry do you do you go crazy <laughs> because there's so much stuff going on or are you able to filter it mm. are you able to change your to change your station or put your channel in the way that you want it so that all the uh, so you're not getting all the data that's coming around you're just it's like a radio station right we have radio station dot uh, you know uh, code on the dial because that's the frequency Right? As you're saying that, it's really making me feel grateful for Mercury being retrograde, but also wanting to kind of add a little, you know, PSA to everyone because Mercury is going to be, is already retrograde in Gemini from May 29th till June 22nd. So, you know, Mercury is a ruler of Gemini and Virgo as well, but, uh, you know, so it's like a lot of information coming in, coming in, but it, this is also an opportunity to be really like to go back and review and research everything and really filter it. Cause uh, the way we receive information during Mercury retrograde can be muddled. And so really you definitely want to keep your, you know, bullshit detector up but know that, you know, some things may also slip through that. And so do not, do not believe anything without, you know, doing your research. I mean, that kind of goes without saying for the last few years, but I mean, we, these Sagittarius Gemini eclipses, which began a year ago on June 5th and go until this December 4th have really just augmented, you know, how the media, you know, no one knows who to believe. I mean, the whole QAnon thing erupted during these eclipses, and these are in, on the axis of information, Sagittarius rules publishing, you know, Gemini is broadcasting, they're all, you know, journalism in, you know, what is true, what is true with Sagittarius versus hyperbole, which can sometimes come from Gemini's, you know, but Gemini makes information fun to digest, whereas Sagittarius can kind of be sort of heavier with those, that, that truth hammer. So we're, it's, we're kind of caught up in the whirlwind of this. And, and through the end of the year, again, it's like, I would even recommend like suspending the idea that you should a, you know, what do you believe? Like where you assign belief um, is not the place to look. It's actually a moment to really just this month should, you should be open to seeing the full picture. We should not expect that people will align over beliefs, but we should perhaps, you know, really work on the thing that's been coming up a lot over the last five years. It's like having to accept the fact that there are going to be people out there who will never ever see eye to eye to you to the point where you think they're just complete nut jobs, you know, which people can say about astrologers too, but screw them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. But like also accepting that there are skeptics out there who will never, who will think astrology and numerology are, you know, 
fly in the face of science, you know, and those of us who can see that, no, they actually can work with it. Anyways. Tandem. Yes. 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 The point is, it's like, maybe we should just be examining the belief of beliefs rather than figuring out what to believe. Not making impulsive actions, decisions, give it a, you know, give it a moment. Oh, for sure. Right. If you're going to be making some huge, you know, big decision, quitting your job, getting a divorce, you know, all of those things, give it, you know, give it a a moment, sleep on it for more than 24 hours, right? More than 24 hours. Yes. (laughs) And yet, you know, talk to us though about the, the eclipses, because it's my basic understanding, Tali, that with eclipses, part of that energy is things eclipsing out Out. of our, out of our lives. And sometimes that can happen quickly, right? So how do we determine and, and delineate between when we're being impulsive and we'll go, Oh, not, not the best choice. Cause I wasn't working on proper info or Intel. And when is it that we can really trust the fact it's like, no, this needs to eclipse. (laughs) I I think it's really a matter of one thing I like about Gem, and this is Gemini season until the twentieth. We have the we have the we have the solstice, which we didn't talk about yet too. That starts on June twentieth, which I'm looking forward to. <laughs> Cancer season. I've never looked forward to you so much. Cancer. We'll have Venus and Mars. Mars is in fall in Cancer all month, which the aggressive planet is in the timeout share, which is also going to help us not be totally impulsive. Um, But in terms of, um, you know, things eclipsing, I would, I would say not even thinking that that's particularly permanent, just accepting if something sort of moves away and you fought for it, or you don't feel like fighting for it. And it's just like, it's not working. Just kind of, I think it's more about assuming surrender as opposed to, you know, surrendering to the fact that right now this needs some time and space to heal. Right now, this is not right for me, but that that too may be an impermanent thing. You know, <laughs> this yeah. is the, an ecli- a solar eclipse in Gemini. You know, you have to accept that, it could come back again, you know, and, and it could change its mind. It could, you could change your mind. Now, if you suddenly have a change of heart about something, I would also avoid any kind of bur- bridge burning, Mercury retrograde too, during the eclipse, like s- try to leave gracefully so that there's, unless, I mean, of course, if you're in some crazy abusive situation and you need to go get the hell out of there, of course, that does not include that. However, if there's like, let's say you're in a business partnership and it just, it seems like the founders of the company are moving in a completely different direction. And suddenly you're like, what the hell am I even doing here? You know, you don't have to be like, this isn't working for me anymore. You could say, you know, I, I need to concentrate on this other area of my business right now. And um, I think I need to take a hiatus or, you know, so it's, you know, something you want to do gently, graciously, and elegantly. 
even though there may be a desire, you know, emotions can overtake Mars and cancer all month. Venus is joining for most of the month too, which could be, there's something to look for, you know, where we can really look for the joy this month is in that, that six energy as yes. well as the cancer energy mm-hmm. look and the home of the 11 slash two, right? Oh, because, yes. Yes. Talk about that a little bit because that yeah. heart, that six in the, the six part and the cancer part is definitely about like home and family and the people you love most and gathering with them that can bring a lot of joy and fulfillment. How about the two? Because the two, and for those of you who are not as numerologically inclined, you're like, what are you even talking about? Um, so if we have the 11, that's uh, the double one is a, uh, considered a master number, double one, double two, the 22, and so on. When it shows up like this, what I, the reason I bring that in is because it's, it's kind of that push-pull. It's a little of the teeter-totter, and I think it really plays in so much to the astrology of June which is to say the double ones are all are think about last month and double it up all the new starts the new beginnings that energy that independence all of those very active activating moving forward energies and yet the core element the foundational energy is the two which is just really the opposite (laughs) it's right it's the yin and yang when they work together it's so powerful and yet figuring out how to have them work together very like a little bit of a well-oiled machine can be a little bit more challenging because the two is all about patience all about peacekeeping and peacemaking it's uh, again it's about real it's it's really being uh intuitively aware of other people and how they feel it's really going to ask us to put on our our best um level of of what diplomacy of truly being able to walk into situations and not want to a bloodbath and to conquer right to go in and to want and to want, okay, what does everyone want and need? How can we determine a win-win scenario here? Everyone's going to have to have a give. That makes right? so much sense. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the same token, you know, by the same token, it's like, well, I'm thinking as you're talking about like the, the warning flag, not to have peace at any price too, with the 11 to the Saturn Uranus oh, where, because there's some real human rights, you know, that are under, you know, have, you know, not been, you know, even though there's been more awareness around social justice issues, human rights violations are still happening all over the place. And so how do you find that balance between, you know, like fighting the good and necessary fight, the good trouble, if you will, and, and um, knowing you know, that it's that by, you know, storming a building is not going to, you know, for whatever purpose that was happening. That's not even a good example, but in any, everyone's mind who is taking up a cause, they're doing it for something, you know, patriotism or, you know, women's rights or, you know, whatever. No one takes those kinds of actions without being in doc. I mean, there's a few shits, you know, stirrers who are just out there like that and will always be that way but a lot of what we're seeing is people 
preoccupied with thinking that they're 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 doing good for the world, mm-hmm. and yet sometimes not re- not, not there's some there's clumsiness on the lower end of the spectrum to outright insanity happening, and you know again how to how do you affect change? And that's the biggest question of these, these eclipses too, with Sagittarius and Gemini. It's like, okay, it's time for a change. This mutable energy is here. And I think of the 11 too, a lot like that too. It's like, we're going to change the world, something new, but okay, wait, ha, and Saturn too. Yes. Uranus wants to change and Saturn is like, but there are still some laws of the universe. There's still a way to go about it. There's still a process. And I'm going to slow you down and make you adhere to that. I don't know. It's, I wish we had an answer, you know. Well, but. and the interesting <laughs> element with the 11, the, the way that I like to at least introduce the, the idea is that it's as a month it, with this 11 energy, it's highly, highly charged energetically. It is a time of high sensitivity. So if you're prone to taking things personally, triple down on that, right? And so just have an understanding, you know, and those of us who take things really, really personally usually don't understand that we do, right? <laughs> so, you know, so just also understand that as someone on the on the other end of things, right? And yet, it, and and our intuit and our intuitive capabilities are really uh, heightened during this energy, and so it depends on what we do with it and how we and how we align with it. Do we allow it to carry us away? You know, it's, it's like Tali, it's like people who say, oh, I'm just so sensitive. I just can't, uh," you know, and they're so sensitive. It's like, yes, I'm so sensitive. And therefore I am going to X, Y, Z. This is how I protect myself. If I'm so sensitive that I can't go into a room with so many people, you might consider finding out ways to desensitize yourself or not to desensitize yourself, but to have, I always say that the two is learning how to discipline its own emotional reactions and responses. Oh my God. And that is so, so hard to do because reactivity is at an all time high. I've talked about this before, but I'm a huge fan of nonviolent communication, which was developed by a Libra, peaceful Libra, Marshall Rosenberg. He's no longer with us on this plane, but I I actually have the audio book of of nonviolent communication read and narrated by him. I love his voice. He had this like soothing voice and he's from Detroit, a Jew from Detroit like me, which is, you know, you know, and he's, um, he was, you know, you know, learned how to talk to people in a way that instead of going into like opposition, it's like, what I hear you saying is X, like trying to sense the feeling um, and the emotion that, you know, and kind of repeat back to people, am I hearing you right? So what you're saying is this. And then when you talk, it's like, I feel, I need, I mean, there's a whole system to it. It's not hard, but it's really, it's all about bridging without having to agree with people. That's, it's like, 
You don't have to agree in order to have a dialogue. You just have to see the other person's humanity and, and find that there, even with your, you know, in many cases with your so-called enemies, there's a common, there is some common desire or ground. Now it takes something, especially when these hot button issues come up, but if nothing else, it can be a tool to have in your back pocket for moments when things get really heated. I, I mean, there's ever a month for that. Also stay tuned because uh, we are, I didn't even get a chance to tell you this, Felicia, but I developed a little course called Astrology for Empaths because so much has been, so much has been, people are so tuned into their sensitivities and we have mirror neurons in our brains. We are all empaths because we are wired to want to tune into other people's emotions. Our, our subconscious wants to actually reflect people back to themselves or pick up the feeling of the room and get into the current, you know, moods truly are contagious. You know, our brains want to synthesize and mirror. So uh, we've developed a whole course based on a few planets in your chart. So stay tuned. We're releasing that around the solstice and, um, it's, it's all, it's going to give you some, some tools to anchor in when you are, um, having highly sensitive person moments, which we're all on edge. A lot of us, not yeah. all, but so many of us. <laughs> well, and I love that you bring up the word anchor because that is one of the key, I, I would think a, a great takeaway from this conversation for anyone would be that when you're dealing with the 11 and then all the astrology here as well. And yet the 11 uh, is always the, the, the greatest advice when you're dealing with an 11 on any realm is to keep your feet on the ground in some way, shape, or form, whatever that means to you. Keep yourself, you know, even if it means just doing some practical routine that you, you know, that keeps you, or even seriously get your feet on, in the ground, <laughs> in the dirt uh, to, to do that sort of thing. So June, I think, is really a time to think about that and even do those, you know, a very, I mean, I do this all the time. I don't know if you do a daily, very quick rooting, grounding meditation where you do visualizations. That's a very uh, simple way to just keep reminding yourself to keep your, keep your energy here. <laughs> While and you were saying that I there. noticed that I was like, um, I'm sitting down, but my, my feet were like sort of on my tiptoes and I just put them on the ground. I mean, I put a, like a sticky note on my computer that says, put your feet on the ground. Cause I, I did that while you were saying it and my whole body just relaxed. My body relaxed a little bit. So there is that. And I also like to point out during an 11, uh, when you're dealing with this, with the month, it can feel confusing. And yet it also, the, uh, again, these opportunities arise where when the 11 comes in, where it, when you're setting an intention, when you really strongly believe in something, something can totally come into place. It's like, and I think again, with the astrology supports this idea that, that it can be a time where your specific message, your gift, your thing that you've been kind of what tap dancing around or not sure of, or uh, whatever that is, can might come into stark relief for you. 
Yeah. This month, it might be something you're like, you know what, because of these issues or hardships, yes, I want to do this nonprofit. I want to do my book on this. I want to, you know, whatever it is. And the focus comes in where you can go, yes, it's this part. This part is what I feel really drawn to, passionate about and driven by. And it's going to and in a sustainable way, right? Not just today. I'm just have this moment today where it interests me. It's like, no, I have a sustained interest in pursuing this, whatever that is. And that can come into play, I find. Necessity being the mother of invention. I mean, when I think about the June 14th, Saturn Uranus square and the June 10th eclipse, they're both have the energy, a bit of an earthquake, you know, like it, it, and that is all the more, you know, important to not only like put your feet on the solid ground, but find an anchoring wall to hold on to, you know, it's like this month could feel a bit like an earthquake, but when structures tumble down, um, you know, or get threatened, you know, there are, that's often when the biggest change happens. For example, if Roe v. Wade gets overturned in the United States, which is under, you know, I can't even say that 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 won't happen given the nature of this year. But if it does, you know, we will see another wave of the Aquarian era. You know, we've got Saturn and Aquarius still and Jupiter is turning retrograde this month to the same day as the solstice on June 20th. So in Pisces. So it's like, there will be, I, I mean, it's like, it's been somewhat calm in certain ways, but I think I would not be surprised if the second half of this year, you know, includes a lot more, you know, we go back to doing some more, um, more, we'll see more activism that's kind of been I can't say it's been asleep, but of course, you know, I think people needed a little bit of a, a yeah. moment to just go and just get their homes in order, but we may, you know. Exactly. I mean, the this is a time to seek, to seek those harmonious environments so you don't feel so jacked up and amped up, right? And to For all- sure. Get your base in order. Yeah. And to dial down the static, right? And uh, in in all ways, just even if we take a few little moments away from social media or, you know, um, just uh, unplug a little bit, um, the, the, the staticky people who text and call that always make you, you know, they're like the drama. Yeah. No one, no one needs any extra of that. Yeah. 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 If you can kind of, again, it doesn't mean, you know, close the door and yet maybe you don't immediately text back right or something of that nature it's the it's as it's almost as simple as that um but also with the solar eclipse if an opportunity comes you may have to jump on it quickly near june 10th so it's going to be just stay in the moment stay present stay very connected i mean i think start journaling now i love julia cameron's morning pages from the artist way where you wake up and you write three pages as soon as you wake up and just you just free write three pages and that's it. You don't judge, you don't censor. It's a great way to get in tune with your inner voice so that by the time the eclipse rolls around on the 10th or the set, you'll know you'll be it's like what you don't want to have happen near that date is that you're out of touch with your inner voice and thoughts. And so maybe I, you know, if you're more of a verbal person, make an audio memo for five minutes every morning where you just kind of talk to yourself, but just 
get that blah out. What yep. I've done, never I've done a morning pages practice religiously over periods of time, then I don't. But when I do, like the first four days or so, it's like, what is this garbage? And then like, really, like I get in touch with divine inspiration and what starts coming out is like, my essence self so you know we're all there's always that wall there but meditation can also do that definitely those are tools to lean into this month for sure i just say on the yes factor it's slow and flow slow and flow because the world might not be giving us that but if you can be that that eye of the hurricane in june yes you know, that's what you want to be that be the eye of the hurricane as much as you can and pull yourself back to it when you start to because otherwise, if you get swept up in the swirl of things, you will get sucked into the funnel. It's not where you want to be, you know, (laughs) so yeah, yeah. you won't be able to breathe very well. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. stay out of the storm. If you can, you know, or just approach it, you're your your best way to deal with this with a hurricane is from the eye of it not when you're being bat, you know battered by 80 mile per hour winds so you know exactly. you don't want to be dorothy and that in that tornado right i do yeah. want her shoes but that's it yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, well and i love that you know that metaphor and the allegory or whatever you want that you know there's no place like home but she's always there it's just a it's that's that's oh, you're so thing. right this yeah. is i mean watch the wizard of oz again i it really uh, you know yeah follow, what's, follow the what's yellow going yellow. on there yeah <laughs> i yeah right now i think um, I'm going <laughs> to go find some ruby slippers because that's really, we're going to need our metaphor. Find your, met. we're going to keep this metaphor going for a second, but what is your touchstone, your ruby slippers, you know? Yeah. yeah. And where is your yellow brick road? I mean that, and where does it lead to, mm-hmm. right? Where is your Oz or is it, or is, or do you want, or do you, re- or is Oz to you just a, what? the guy behind the, the, the man but there's always it's always a man behind the curtain. there's always a man behind a curtain somewhere so <laughs> but really you know like it's true and we all and where are you the man behind the curtain too that's yes. another well and that's the other thing I was just going to you know flip it over a little bit if we're the ones who cause the drama if we're the ones who are you know to if you know if you're listening to this I would think that you're someone who would like to be more aware um, uh, of our own behaviors and how we participate in these things. We can't always point the finger and say, oh, it's everybody else who's always doing the drama, right? So it's really a good time to to reflect, not in a self-deprecating way, please, no, no, no. Uh, And yet to to just take some looks at our engagement, right? And how 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 we do what we do. How we do what we do. Well, you know, if we've thoroughly ungrounded you with this forecast, we're sorry, but better to be prepared, you know, earthquake preparedness than to be caught off guard. So everything you can do to, if you get ruby slippers, make sure they're flats with cleats, you know, Uh, (laughs) they'll still look good with the sparkle. Um, And just, yeah, get, find your anchoring zone, get your, get that, get your home in order, 
get your family in order and your inner circle, put your focus there, but be ready to, you know, surrender where you need to speak up diplomatically where you need to take a time out where you need to, and, and know that there will be surprises coming. And that even if in the moment, it seems like the scariest, worst thing that the resilience of human spirit never dies. And that sometimes these moments, even though when they feel super scary at first, you are often the things we look back on and say, if this didn't happen, I wouldn't have evolved like this. And so this is an evolutionary month for us. So what comes your way, you know, just know that you have everything it takes inside of yourself and out around you to handle it, but you don't have to figure it out right away. Just know that you will get through it. You will get past it. You will figure it out. And, um, and we'll be back to check in with you about it in July. Felicia, any, any final words you want to say? I think that that covers it. And yet I always, I always like to say that you don't really have to figure anything out it will figure you out <laughs> pretty much right you know, with every each passing year i realize like you know i mean there's a certain way of there's of course there's certain things we have to do to manage stuff but at the end of the day like the solution emerges over time now you can uh learn more about your life path number at astrostyle.com slash numerology we have a whole bunch of information there about you and your numerological guidance, as well as a full batch of horoscopes. And then Felicia, you can find Felicia at feliciabender.com. And you have readings, you have classes, anything coming up this summer at all? Um, not this summer. We're getting some things in the works for, for fall. So um, Great. But a, a monthly numerology forecast, other things for the numerology curious person. So you have so many great things. They're great uh, tools. So feliciabender.com and astrostyle.com slash numerology. Thanks Felicia for getting us ready for June's numbers. We'll and see you in cancer season. See yeah. You I, I almost thought you said, I'll see you in Kansas because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you there, Toto till July. <laughs> Uh, wishing everyone the best. Bye.